Well, this Christmas morning, I'd like to make a uh, contrast of sorts. I'm, I'm a fan of Star Wars, the movies, and I'm sure you are, and probably some of you went and saw the, the newest one that's out in the theaters right now. As much as I like the Star Wars movies, there is an idea in there about power and a, and a kind of God. It's the idea that there is this force tied up within the creation, and it is neither good nor evil, and it is impersonal. And a person, or as it were a Jedi, could acquire the skill of grabbing onto that power and using it for his ends. That is a religious idea that comes out of the eastern parts of the world, and it actually has a name. It's called pantheism. And what I would like to do is speak to something else from John's gospel that we just read. I want to look at two ideas, also have big seminary-type words, the, the concept of transcendence and imminence. And I want to look first at what John says about transcendence. He says that in the beginning was the Word. In the beginning was. So that the beginning of time, and even before anything was created, something already existed. Someone already existed. God was there. He is eternal. He is outside of the creation and in no way tied up within it. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And all things were created through Him. Now we're speaking of Jesus, specifically the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity. That's the transcendent piece. He is other. He is outside of creation. And most people don't have a problem with the idea that God is out there somewhere. In fact, some people are troubled by that truth because they wonder, is God just out there? Where is God? Is He here? How can I know God? Can He be known? What does the Scripture teach us about Him? And that's where we get to the idea of imminence. Not only is He outside of creation and not tied to it, but He comes into it. And this morning from that Gospel reading, I want to look at the word come and the different tenses of it in John's Gospel. I want to look first at verse 9. It says, the true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. It's a participle, coming. I, participles are I-N-G words, if you forget your fifth grade English. Participles speak of action, but it's a continuous kind of action. But it says, was coming. It's a continuous kind of action that has already begun a long time ago. So even before Jesus came and was born into the world, God was at work in His creation in the world. From the very beginning, the Holy Spirit of God moved over the waters of creation. He was there right from the start. And all the way through the scriptures, what you see is a God who is coming to his people, who is coming into the creation, who is reaching out to us. He was coming into the world. If you think that Jesus' incarnation is the first time that God has come into the world, you're mis mistaken. The scriptures show us so much more. God's been calling people to himself. He's been pursuing people from the very beginning of creation. That's who he is. But not just was he coming. Then it goes on a little further. It says, he was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. Then it says, he came to his own and his own people did not receive him. So now there's that word again, but this time it's he came. So a historical event happened where Jesus broke into history. The son of God came personally he came physically so that whereas before it was hard to see God, now the people that were there could see him physically. Jesus was the perfect image of God. 
He showed us who God was. He came. It happened. But it doesn't just stop there. It keep, he keeps coming. It goes on and says, he came to his own, but his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So in this sense, through the Holy Spirit, he is still coming to his people. His action has not ceased. He is pursuing people and those who receive him by believing in his name, he gives the right to become children of God. That is the coming of the Holy Spirit on a person's heart, where when we trust that Jesus is the Savior, the Holy Spirit enters our heart and gives us new life. Whereas before we were mere creatures of God, now we become children of God. We belong to his family. We are the family of God. We've been adopted as sons and daughters into his household. He makes us co-heirs with him of his kingdom. This is such a powerful idea, and it's so life-transforming for us that when we understand that the Holy Spirit has made us, has adopted us, and made us his children, then life changes for us. It's a different kind of experience. We begin to walk with God in a new way. We see him all over the place. I want to encourage you in the coming weeks to talk with other people who know the Lord. Um, even if you know the Lord, talk to other people about how they are experiencing him. What is it like to have Jesus coming into your life? What are the ways that he is speaking to you? What are the ways that he is guiding you? Now, some, some people might be reluctant to answer that question because, because he is the Lord. He might be working on a, maybe a sin issue or bringing conviction to somebody. You know, if the Lord has said something recently to me that, uh, about a behavior I need to change, I might not be as eager to tell you what God's been saying to me in my life, right? I might want to keep that between me and the Lord. But yet, it's a reminder that God is speaking, that he is still coming to his people. And even as we sing these songs of Christmas, it is a reminder to us of that. We sing joy to the world, the Lord is come. We use that is. Yes, he has come in the incarnation when Christ arrived, but he is come. He is constantly coming to his people. That's the beautiful picture from John's gospel as he starts writing. This idea of a God who, Jesus who is oriented to the Father, but he still goes out into the world and is pursuing people to win us back to God. That's why he came, to win our hearts. And then he, get, he says, I'm not going to ever leave you alone. And he gives his Holy Spirit to us to transform us, to heal us, to remind us of our true identity and to invite us back in to share in the divine life. It's not that he makes us God, but he invites us to share the life of God, an eternal kind of life. And so that is joy to the world, that we've been born again, that we are born anew. His Holy Spirit continues to come to us. Now, just like his own people did not receive him in all the ways that he had come, and then when Jesus arrived, some did, now that Jesus has returned to the Father, the Spirit is calling people, but not everyone responds. And he will come again. Just like when he came in his birth in Bethlehem, many people saw that and went, aha, this is God. But he had been calling them all along. And the same thing is happening right now where the Holy Spirit is working, calling people, and a day is coming when he will come. In the future tense, he will come again. And people will go, aha, this is it. But now we can know him. He invites us now to believe in his name, and then he gives us the right to become sons and daughters of God, to become his children. And by believing in his name is not just up here, like I believe that happened one time in history, but think in terms of trust, putting your trust on him. 
You're sitting on a pew right now. You are entrusting your weight to that pew, right? That's very different than thinking, if I sit on that pew, it'll hold me. When you actually sit on the pew and it holds you, that's when you've stepped into true trust. You've entrusted your weight to it. To believe in Jesus is to trust him. Trust him with your salvation, with your life, with your decisions, to pursue him. And when he speaks, to obey, to follow him. We can say joy to the world. The Lord is come. He has come and he is coming to us right now. He is here with us this morning and we rejoice in that. So let's pray. Jesus, we love you and we thank you for coming. We thank you for creating us and calling us. We thank you for your Holy Spirit who is here right now with us. Lord, would you fill us afresh this morning? May we be full and overflowing with joy for your great salvation. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.